0: In my last episode, I mentioned that there is a critical threshold line that shows up in our life between the states of belief and the state of knowing. It's in the state of knowing that we need to learn how to straddle the old world and the new world, the old world of our state of belief and the new world of our state of knowing, the world that fed our ego versus the inner calling to serve others and to make a difference. Now, it can be a very unsettling time for many people, and as I mentioned in the previous episode... When we are in a state of knowing, we go on a quest for knowledge and for wisdom. New, deeper interests start to show up in the forms of spirituality, meditation, volunteering, intuition, social impact, and the likes. And many people seek out books, courses, and activities that feed these interests. They even travel to different countries to hear from different gurus. Some spend months on mountains in deep inner reflection seeking answers. But the difficulty is that many of these courses and activities are diverse. Now, what I mean by that is that they're, they're not integrated. They cover one particular aspect of life or business, and they're not joined up. How do I know this? Well, because I've done many of these activities years and years ago. And what I found is that they didn't give me the answers I was seeking. And what I found was that many of the gurus were living by themselves. They didn't have spouses or partners. They didn't have businesses to run or customers or clients to help and manage. Most of them spent a lot of their time in deep reflection and meditation, Others would refer to the fact that they spent most of their time on a fluffy cloud. It was like they didn't have to deal with the day-to-day realities of life. In fact, they purposely blocked out anything and anyone that knocked them off their zen state. So while they were exceptional at one aspect of their life, there were other areas of their life that were suffering or what others might see as being imbalanced. So while they might be high on the scale of, say, spirituality or finances, they were low on the scale when it came to say relationships. Also, it appeared that there were elements of themselves that were being repressed in order for them to maintain in their Zen state. And what you'll find is that if an area of your life is repressed, it will be expressed in other ways in order to bring you back into equilibrium. Also, if there's an area of your life that you are not empowered in, someone or something else will overpower you in that area. So part of my research that I referred to in the earlier episodes of this podcast was to find a way to thrive, to become that master while also living in the real world. And all of that research and methodologies I put into what I call the executive code. As I said earlier, by doing a multitude of different courses or activities to find the answers, none of them are joined up. And while you focus on fixing one part of your life, another part of your life ends up falling apart. And while you're repressing one part Or one aspect of your life, it has been expressed in another way that has been kept concealed. So you continue in this vicious circle of wavering between the state of belief and the state of knowing, and therefore not fully getting past the state of knowing to the state of mastery. The cost is huge, not just in terms of money and time, but also in terms of emotions, relationships, and lost opportunities. There remains this constant quest to find the answers, to find purpose, to find meaning and fulfillment. Believe me, I've been there, so I know the full extent of it. So while many people spend time in meditation, mindfulness, yoga, or activities like these, it's not getting them to the next level. Now don't get me wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of these activities. In fact, the benefits of each are absolutely amazing. The only thing is that everyone can't be in a state of mindfulness or meditation while also managing what they need to do while operation is stressful or a busy business or a career do they help absolutely do they play a role in the executive code yes they do what they help with is to quieten the mind in order to allow the inspired thoughts come up from the unconscious what they help with is to bring the mind into equilibrium into balance and i'll talk more about this in a later episode are there other benefits yes they help to calm you down and lower your stress levels But for many people, their conscious mind and thoughts are very strong. And therefore, shortly after a person isn't meditating, their conscious thoughts come back into play and bring up the stress, the fears, the worry, the anxiety, the resentment, the anger, the hurt, all the negative feelings. Because they've been in a meditative state. And while in that meditative state, none of those thoughts, worries, fears have been there. But as soon as they come out of the meditative state, they all reappear. So the key is not to block out those conscious thoughts by just ignoring them or pushing them down out of our mind. When we do that, we're repressing those thoughts. And remember what I said earlier, what you repress will be expressed in some other way. Many of the thoughts and feelings are there for a reason. They're there as feedback to ourselves that we're not in equilibrium. For most people, these thoughts that they keep repressed show up in illness and nobody wants that. So instead of pushing them out or ignoring them or blocking them, what we need to do is dissolve them, neutralize them, bring them into balance. And we do this by working with how the conscious mind works. It's part of the work I do with clients. If you keep blocking these thoughts out, you'll continue to straddle between the state of belief and the state of knowing. You won't get to reach the levels of freedom that I spoke about before. You can only get to a state of mastery by being in equilibrium in all aspects. Being in a state of equilibrium is the equivalent of love, pure love. Pure love is seen both sides, positive and negative, in total equilibrium. If you're biased towards one side, say negative, then you're not truly in love. And if you are biased towards the other side, the positive side, then you're still out of balance. It's when you see the positives and the negatives in equal measure and loving both sides that you get to be in a state of equilibrium and therefore open the direct channels between the executive center, the unconscious, and the superconscious. Now, in an earlier episode, I outlined what the executive code is. It's about operating from the executive center of the brain and all the things that are needed to do this, and then connecting with the unconscious and then connecting with the superconscious. It's opening those channels between the executive mind, the unconscious, and the superconscious. The reason we want to be operating from the executor center in the brain is because it's responsible for finding the easiest, fastest, and less costly way of achieving what we want to achieve. Now, when I say less costly, I'm speaking in terms of all of our resources. Now, if you can imagine in your mind's eye three circles, one below each other. So you have one circle at the top, another circle below it, and another circle below that. And in between each circle is a tube that connects the first circle to the second circle, and a tube that connects the second circle to the third circle. Now let's name the first circle your executive center, and we'll name the second circle your unconscious, and the third circle we'll name superconscious. Your superconscious is what we call universe, God, source, higher power, or whatever name that you prefer to call the superconscious. Now imagine there's a vertical line going down through all the circles from the top circle through the tubes to the bottom circle. And at the end of this line is another smaller circle, so that it looks like a pendulum, the kind you would see in a ground clock. Now when that pendulum is vertical and straight, it's an equilibrium. When it swings to either side, it's not an equilibrium. And what you will notice is that if you swing the pendulum to one side, it is no longer going through the tubes between each circle and is no longer in the circle of the superconscious, or perhaps even the unconscious, depending on how far the pendulum has swung. In other words, the connection between the executive center, the unconscious, and the superconscious is lost. That's how it works in real life. What the executive code is all about is about helping you bring everything into equilibrium so that you have the connection between your executive center, your unconscious, and the superconscious. In that way, you bring about what it is you want to bring about in your life and live the highest, truest expression of who you truly are, what you're meant to become. That's the amazing power of the executive code. The downside of not living this way is that everything becomes harder. You don't get to achieve what it is you want to achieve. More and more challenges show up in your life. The reason being is because nature is trying the whole time to bring it back into equilibrium. When you know how to do this, then you're working with nature and not against it. You're working in flow, not against flow. The challenges that many people perceive in their lives, whether it be in their business, their career, their relationships, their health or their finances, no matter what aspect of their life that they look at, they then understand how to work with it. They no longer become challenges. If you're not working in line with the executive code, then you'll constantly find yourself swinging between all the different states of being, from knowing, to belief, to hope, to despair, and perhaps back through to knowing again, and again, and again, constantly this up and down through the different states, like the signal on the heart rate monitor. And more importantly, when you're in a state of knowing and you have that inner sense of being called towards something greater, in order to get there and to bring that about, what what you're meant to become, what you're meant to make manifest, your purpose, you have to move to a higher stage. And when it comes to your business, your relationships, your finances, or your life, you want to be able to thrive, to have that total freedom in every single aspect, to have real freedom. That's what you want to have. That's what you want to achieve. How do we get there? Well, we need to start with our executive center, as I explained all along. And while there are many things that you can do to assist with working from your executive center, there's one thing that makes it most consistent, most sustainable, and will bring that pendulum into equilibrium more easily. What is it? Well, that's what I'm going to cover on the next episode. Until then, I wish you every success.